CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. So I'm gonna, I want to add a new feature of recommending a comic at the beginning of every podcast. Can that comic be Emergent Genesis, the superhero deck building game? Well, it wasn't what I was planning on recommending, <laughs> but it sounds like stuff's happened since the last time we met. Yeah. Well, do your, do your comic book All recommendation, right. and then I'll do my comic book recommendation. So, I'm going to recommend a comic book called Lock and Key. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably have seen me recommend this one before. I'll put. You've a, talked about it on the podcast. Before have too. I? Yeah, for I'll put sure. A link for in the sure. link in the show notes. Just make sure everyone has it. So the link I'll have is a free download of Lock and Key from Comicsology. They they uh they provide volume four number one for free, which is also coincidentally the best issue of the series. So you'll be like, wow, this is the best comic I've ever read, and be like, oh, every issue is worse than that issue, by the way. Just so you know, <laughs> it's super good. Um. And I liked, I, even before I read volume four, I read the first two or three volumes, I'm like, wow, this guy Joe Hill is like the best guy ever. Who the hell is he? Do you know who Joe Hill is? I don't. I looked him up. He's Stephen King's son. He oh, changed yeah, 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 his yeah. last name yes. so that he wouldn't, so he wouldn't trade on his dad's. You're right. I love your cute deck already. <laughs> so, wait, so I, I'm sorry. Sorry, Lock and Key fans. Brian, uh, so I'm late by like 30 minutes, and so Brian started cube drafting. So like, don't worry, else and, and I don't know. This is opening hand. Two islands, swamp, baleful strix, looter, ilkor, recurring nightmare, and riftwing riff, cloud. riff, riff cloudscape. What are you, you gonna run out, cloudscape? What are you gonna run out first? Uh, I may run out strix. Actually, I don't know. No way. Oh, by the way, what did I just draw? Oh, you drew psychotog. <laughs> Dude, L- core would not have made the cut in my deck. I don't know. No, the reason I want I want to run out Cloudscape is like it's it's gonna get online and then yeah. and then is get on a little bit a little bit faster. Then you could just play Baleful Strix and then set up Recurring Nightmare. Um, yeah, I like that. And then you can like you can just chain the Cloudscape off of the Strix if you do that. Oh God, Which is I like that's unreal, right? Yeah. Now that I said it like that, you're like, oh, that seems much better than playing second turn Baneful Strix. I could just play the second time too. Uh, you think? I think I'd just play Strix and a Recurring Nightmare. Yeah. It was like, also, it, it, it curves well with his Doom Traveler. Anyway, back to my previous topic. Um, uh, people who have said, hey, I'm really glad that you recommended this comic. Like, I've never read a comic before, but it's freaking awesome. Or like Matt Sperling, and then he made Top 8 of a Pro Tour. <laughs> and then like, also, Ari Lax said to me, I can't believe I didn't... Oh my god, you have Tradewind Rider? Yeah. So screw the Recurring Nightmare plan, and just go Psychotog Tradewind Rider, and then just have a Strix engine, right? That's Infinity Strix engine? You're like sure. unbeatable if you have that. You can probably actually... I don't know if you want to block... You actually have the Cloudscape coming back? You can't lose this yeah, game. It's impossible. Like, um, okay. So, yeah, Ari Lax, and then you went and won a Pro Tour. Oh, by the way, I have a dig through time. Yeah, whatever. So you just, Big brags. You just play... You play trade the Trade Rider, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then play the Psychotog. And next turn, the Riftwing comes in. Well, actually, the Riftwing comes into play. I don't even know if you can play the Psychotog. So, um, Ryan's board right now is Swing with the Baleful Strix. I'm going okay. His Baleful <laughs> Strix, Island, Island, Swamp, Swamp, Trade Rider. He's going to have a Riftwing Clyde Skate come into play next turn. And his hand is like Psychotog, Dig Through Time, Swamp Recurring Nightmare, Looter, Ilkor. I don't think oh, it there's, dig- there's There's too many Armageddons at this table. I've got oh, there are? 
I've actually got a... Oh, consuming vapors? Yeah, sorry, Baleful Strix. This is like the easiest decision in the history of mankind. He doesn't know that you have a recurring nightmare. <laughs> so, actually, let's just do play-by-play -play of this. So, the <laughs> opponent has just cast Consuming Vapors. Brian's Riffling Cloudsgate is going to trigger. He's often going to hit the opponent's swamp, right? Yeah. Okay, so opponent's got like three planes in a swamp. And, do you have any permission spells? Uh, I have like a negate. Um... Can you play two spells this turn? You can, right? Can you play Looter Ilkor and Recurring Nightmare? Uh, yes, I can. I could also play Looter Ilkor and Psychotog and bounce another land here. No, so you should play Looter Ilkor and then Recurring Nightmare the Looter Ilkor for the Baleful Strix. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and then yeah, just play Recurring Nightmare for the, for the Baleful Strix and then sacrifice the Strix again, which is unreal unfair. Yeah, I'm going to bounce one of his lands also. Uh, right now? I mean, you have to. Let's see what happens. You, what, what do you draw with the Baleful Strix? Isn't this exciting? We've just morphed into play-by-play <laughs> -play of Cube. I think he's just going to scoop. Like, his planes cannot beat you. Okay, this is unreal. So... And then yeah. you're just going to sacrifice... The, I'm yeah, just going to bounce his land here. And then he gets a free attack. I don't care. I'm at 17. All right. I put him down to two lands. He can't cast Armageddon this way. Yeah, there but was, he's going to play Swamp and then Ritual Hatred you. That's, what, <laughs> that's literally what you would deserve for making this that play. That is what I deserve. Sacrifice Baleful Strix. This is the least productive consuming vapors in the history of Magic the Gathering. Sacrifice Baleful Strix. Ah, rebound. He's rebounding you. That was our, our preview card. We previewed that card. Yeah, we did. I remember sitting... Where, where were we? Outside the American Museum of Natural History, and it was the first time I ever swore on the podcast, and it was about the British spelling of imperial armor. Take that, Plubby. <laughs> I remember that I had, myself. Uh, I had burgers with Plubby a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was in New York. Gavin was in New York, too, and I, I didn't get a I chance to do well. I've been sick for like two weeks. Oh, we haven't had any podcasts. Yeah. All right, so attack for one. So 20 to 16 in favor of Brian's nameless opponent. And then let's see what you're gonna do here. You're gonna you're in the spot where you can actually just it's, uh, give six mana. So yeah. what is it? Recurring nightmare psychotog. Well, swing with the Riftwing Cloudscape first. Yeah, you don't want to just I just keep him on three no, lands. Here. Swing with the Riftwing Cloudscape. Play recurring nightmare and psychotog, and then sacrifice Riftwing Cloudscape to uh, get back Baleful Strix, and then use Tradewind Rider. Sure. Obviously, <laughs> and also I think I would do the bouncing on his upkeep, which is better than. Um, sure. Better than just doing it now, I think. How has he not scooped, though? This is unreal. I'm planning on getting me on clock. I mean, you're going to have like a three to one advantage on cards. I don't think that's going to work. Sacrifice. Rifflin Cloudscape. This is like. Your loop is Rifflin Cloudscape Baleful Strix. This is like literally unbeatable. Oh, I just drew my shackles. Are you a shackles too? I don't. The, the, you know what the sad thing is? I don't. I wouldn't have been able to draft your deck. <laughs> oh no! I let it, was there like a lightning bolt in your? Oh, see. <sighs> oh wait, that turns off activated abilities of permanence, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's no problem. So bounces, bounces land. Who cares? Yeah. He, oh, that was probably his plan, right? Yeah. Is it just their permanence? No, it's just my permanence. Oh, no, when I'm assuming already that you're going to take it with the Vidalcan Shackles. Because oh, you yeah. have enough <laughs> oh, yeah. to just take it. 
I mean, I could also dismember it. No. Why? Show him who's boss. Surely he will su uh, concede to your shackles. Right? Yeah. No! Oh, why would you play a land? You have a Psychotog in play! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just wanted to have enough... To do what? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly there. don't know. No end to that sentence. <laughs> How is he not, like... I, seriously, if I were playing right now, there would be so many exclamation points in the... No, no, no! Why would you not tap Linvala? Oh. Because I'm, I'm willing to let him kill Linvala. No, you're not. What's <laughs> just made up sentences? You could have swung the Zygotog. How is he still playing? I don't. Oh my god, you're going to sacrifice Linvala to Recurring Nightmare to get back the. Big whooping deal. He played Thalia Guardian of Thraven. Alright, so I would block. Yeah, I'm going to block. If he spends a card here, that's unreal. Okay, blocking. Doom Traveler makes a guy. I mean, the only card he could play is like Dismember, which is in your hand. I'm gonna dis actually dismember his Thalia. No, why? It's not hurting you. No, don't. No. You have yeah. active Vidalcan shackles. What's it doing to you? You have to pay That's one fair. more mana with your recurring nightmare That's for fair. one turn. Fair. No, do not untap the permanents. Oh, and Master of Waves. So you have Master of Waves, Tradewind Rider, Baleful Strix. Yeah, I'm going to attack with Baleful Strix. No, I'm just gonna... attack with wait, attack with Linvala and... Psychotog. No, Baleful Strix is right. Oh, wait, yeah, and Psychotog, that's correct. Okay. He's not going to block. No blocks. Okay. Oh, he's blocking. Psychotog was... He's not very good. <laughs> All right, so play Recurring Nightmare for four. Actually, don't I just play Master Witch? No, you play Recurring Nightmare for four, sacrifice his Linvala, get back your, your Rift on Cloudscape, bounce his Swamp, and then, and oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Tradewind Rider him on his turn, and then um, Tradewind Rider him again on your turn. Um, so, bounce I guess bouncing the planes is better, actually. You bounce the swamp on his upkeep. Oh, God. I would have literally rage quit by now, like a long time ago. Is he pathing something? Actually, you know what you really could do? Play the Floated. You can, I mean, just hit OK and see what he does. He can't path you because you have an active Tradewind Rider. Oh, yeah. Now on upkeep, Tradewind his swamp. Like super unreal. Yeah, right. Your removal spell costs two. Good job, Thalia. Thalia. All buddies. He had a Doom Blade. I can smell the stink of his Doom Blade. Oh my god. <laughs> Took long ago. I, now Brian's gonna concede. After I'm gonna that. actually concede to him. Really? No. You don't want to? How is Venser not in your deck? I because I just I'm not white. It's so I haven't. I don't have Reanimate in my deck. I don't have, I just, there's too many good cards. I could have built a 60 card deck. I would have just built the 60 card deck. Yeah. I wouldn't really have done that. Yeah. All right, so um, anyway, Lock and Key, I'll put a link to the uh, 
to the best issue, it's for free and like I don't know the first trade or something on Amazon yeah. or something. So um, my my comic I would recommend is The Only Loving Boy by Dave Gallagher and Steve Ellis. Steve Ellis. What relationship do we have with Steve Ellis right now, Brian? Uh, oh, wait, wait. Before we go too deep on this, <laughs> does this, does the fact that you have this Kickstarter going to be, we're going to delay our other announcement? Yes. All right. That was a trick question. If you want to know what our other announcement is, like, I want to see, like, 100 likes on this one. <laughs> if there's 100 likes, we'll tell you our other announcement. Otherwise, you have to wait, like, a month, I bet. What do you think, a month? You have to mulligan that hand. That is not even... Okay. Yeah, see how much... All right, so Brian Mulligan, a one-land hand into Island Island Swamp, Baleful Strix, Psychotog, Tradewind Rider. Keep. Uh, so... You can, you can pause this so we can just come back in a minute. No, I'm just... I'm just play-by-playing your cube drift. Oh, you have Ashiok? Are you yeah. going to play Ashiok instead of Psychotog? I would. I, I might, yeah. All right, so Swamp like, Beast, If he doesn't swamp. do anything... I mean, Ashiok is like... His deck is white-black. Like, what can he do? Like, all your cards are plus... Right. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's legacy. So everyone's cards are all plus. His cards were good cards, actually. Yeah. Right. Like, Night Vale Specter. I guess you're not playing Ashiok. <laughs> yeah. No, the deck is. I have a Thassa in this deck too. Yeah. Thassa. What do you think huh? he's gonna play? I don't even know. Oh, no, yeah. Nighthawk. Nighthawk's good. It's a good card. Nice trade here on the... I mean, he's, there's no way he's sending his Nighthawk into your Baleful Strix. It has Death Touch. Oh my god, this is too unfair. Brian just drew Dismember. What would you play here? Nighthawk Night Inspector for sure. If he doesn't have an answer, he's dead. Right? You just, like, kill his stupid vampire Nighthawk and attack, and the game ends, right? The game ends. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no attacking. Actually, I would have considered attacking. With the Strix? Yeah, because you're not going to block his Vampire sure. Nighthawk. So it's just one free damage that you miss, because he's not going to block your Strix with you tapped out. Because he's going to has to leave his Nighthawk back, because he needs to respect your Spectre. It is a flyer here, it might matter, but probably not. Ooh, Soren Solemn Visitor. What do you think? He's, he's going to do plus, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be happy about this. God. Your Nighthawk already had lifelink, brother. <laughs> um... So, dismember for one mana, then Ashiok, right? Yeah. Because you can't trade wind him. And then, did you play land already? I think I did. Why yeah. did you play land? I wasn't thinking. So, I if you to... already played land, you might as well attack Soren with both of them. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Because the correct play was attack him with Night Veil Spectre and Soren with Baleful Strix, and then play... Uh, Ashiok, but since you already played land, it's fine. And Ashiok. Oh, what are you going to get? Something sweet. It's going to be awesome, I bet. Exiling the top three cards. This dude right here, that's the opponent. And they are... Uh... Is there not a, a zone for this? Yeah, there is. Swamp, swamp. Damnation? Oh, he's going to be pissed that that was revealed. But no creature. Um, how do you like Ashiok? Do you think it's a mighty magic? Of the game? I think it's really oh. powerful. So he just templed you with Nightfall Spectre in play. Do you think he put a sweet card or a crappy card on top? I'm going to Ashiok him first. Yeah. Oh, man. Hypnotic Spectre. Well, that doesn't beat either of your guys. Yeah. But I think you have to leave. Oh, with plus one, it actually trades with Nightfall Spectre. You take that trade, right? Yeah. You're so. swinging Nightfall Spectre at him, and Baleful Strix has to stay home, probably. 
Ishak first, just to mess him up. Yeah. All right, I like that. And then... Swamp, swamp, bad moon. You got Linvala. So swing at him with my Bill Spectre. I, I think I want to... He probably just takes it if I swing it. Well, send the Baleful Strix at Soren. He's at th Soren's at three. You just want to keep it... Dude, no one can beat an ultimate Soren. Okay. So... This goes at him? Yeah. And then that goes at Soren. Then you might get a land. That'd be okay. sweet. Or you might get like a Doom Blade. Which is not helpful in this situation, actually. <laughs> uh, let's I'm see. just gonna play Trade Wind Rider on my turn. Pro depends. What if yeah. you like get like a reman? Oh, I have a Linvala. Sword Supply Shares on Baleful Strix. I don't understand why he didn't Sword Supply Shares your Night Spectre. Well, that's super good for you anyway, because now it doesn't have a Sword Supply Shares for your Trade Wind Rider. Just blocking and trading. Yep. Wow, that was way better than you could possibly have hoped. So, so just trade and rider. Yeah. And a land. No, don't play the land. Why? You have a Psychotog. You don't need five lands. Fine. Okay, like next turn I can play Psychotog and... Pick up Soren. Looter. Yeah. But you don't have to. Yeah. Like you're going to Ashiok him. There's all kinds of sweet stuff you could do. I mean, Ashiok is going to not win the race against Soren straight up, right? You need to... Well, you made a vampire? Yeah. Oh. No discipline. So clearly he's got a plan for my trade win here, because I can just fly No, over. I think he probably assumes that Soren's going to get bounced. No, that's not a plan. Frontline Medic is not a plan for Trade Rider. So, you can... I can just play uh, Linvala out from under you don't... Shock if I want to. With what white mana? Oh, just using... Oh, it's not Nightfall Spectre. Uh, what, to what end would you do that? Just to have Linvala? Yeah. Okay. Or I can just... Yeah, I guess that's fine. I mean, Isha... No, you do it. That's, that's better. I think you're right. So, Brian's playing Linvala for free with Ashiok, so he has two sweet flyers. And... What, are you going to play Psychotog? Uh, I think so. Yeah, just Psychotog and leave up blue. And then... Don't do anything. Do you think you should, like... I think I should probably just attack Soren to death. Why? He I can block it. With what? His vampire is flying. No, it doesn't. Oh, it does. You're right. Sorry. No, you should just do nothing. Do I play another land or no? No. Then, like, let it, he's just going to level up his Soren, which is fine. Doesn't even matter. Take the, uh, you can just, like, block his Vampire and then, uh, Linvala his Frontline Medic and then attack Soren next turn. Who consuming Vapors? Uh. So, I'm going to return his Vampire now. Oh, no, because then he can get my A-Shock. Hmm. That's actually pretty tough. You should. That's a good play on his part. Hmm. Do I want to bounce something here? You bounce your Ashiok. It's the most vulnerable point you have, actually. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would. I think you should just let the Consuming Vapors 
This is tough. With the frontline medic, you're just giving up on Ashiok? That's fine. Then what are you going to sacrifice? The Psychotog? No, I'll sacrifice his Lingvala. It's a good, though. Yeah, I can maybe just kill him with Psychotog, though. Yeah, that's true. So he's going to leave back his Vampire or attack your Ashiok? So if he attacks your Ashiok, he's just basically yeah. saying, kill my Sorn. Correct. I think he's going to... See? Oh, that's awesome. He's not even going to attack it? I th well, we'll see. I would attack it. <laughs> I, don't to tell you. <laughs> I don't think that Soren is long for this world against a Tradewind Rider. So... Oh, no attack. Uh, he, he might attack still. He's thinking about it. Okay, there he's attacking. Goes. There he goes. Yeah. All right. Makes life super easy now. Um, a Doom Traveler. It doesn't naturally have flying, huh? Ooh, can you dig? Not quite a dig yet. Uh, so no, how many things do you have in your graveyard? Oh, That's three, cool. four, five, six. Seven. You could cast dig. You could. Well, first of all, I think you should just play the looter because yeah. you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Yeah. Make and I think you should probably play a land then. And then. Probably like live with this turn the way it is. I think I might just attack the, attack Soren. With the Psychotog? Yeah, it's Psychotog and the Tradewind. Well, if you attack with the Psychotog, he's going to block with the Doom Traveler and get a token. Right? Yeah, I don't care about that. But that's not productive for you. The token is better than the Doom Traveler. So if you're going to... So there's no reason to commit the Psychotog to attack. I don't think you should just do that. Okay. I think you should just, like, wait until his turn, and then... Oh, sure. And I, then, can I, can, I can just bounce the stupid... Bounce something. Oh, but bounce the vampire. Right. I would bounce the vampire and then sacrifice the looter. And like your worst case scenario is he makes another vampire. It's like Soren's right. nowhere near ultimate. Yep. And then sacrifice the looter. And then how many cards do you have in your graveyard? You'll have four, which is exactly the right. Oh, it's it's not. It's one shy. You could just discard. Underground C to your Psychotog to fuel your Dig Through Time, though. Yeah, I might do that. I think that's the right play. Um. Oh, that's going to be so sweet. Okay. Opponent, plus one. Oh, he's brave. I would have made the Vampire. There's no way that Soren is living. Um, oh, yeah. look at him! He's swinging? It's got lifelink. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's brave. I think he doesn't know about strategies, Magic the Gathering strategies. So something's getting cast. It's bit it's sweet. Frontline medic? Yeah, it's the frontline medic. Oh, we bounced it. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, so, so discard. Um, underground, yeah. Looks like the most counterproductive. <laughs> yeah. Still right. See, if you had just played that land like you wanted to, you were just having the mana to cast this. Yep. <laughs> Serves you right for listening to me. Eh, All right, so. That's okay. Brian reveals. Compulsive research. Duplicant. Island. Master of waves. Recurring nightmare. Riffling. Why wow. couldn't we want recurring nightmare? It's well, recurring nightmare master of waves for sure. Yeah. Right? Then, like, you're infinite. And then you're just going to recurring nightmare back to Rifflin' Cloudscape and the duplicate with the tokens from the master. Oh, these go to the bottom. 
Oh, oh, I didn't go to the bin. <laughs> oh, well. The situation is still insane sweet. Um, wait, so frontline medic can be a uh, 3-3? Yeah, so just, just attack the Psychotog with... Front, with uh, just attack Sorn with the Psychotog. You'll balk the frontline medic, and then you discard and kill it, and then you play master, and you have enough fodder to... Yeah. To... Crush him, right? He's just basically chumping here. Okay, so opponent frontline medic bravely jumps in front. Discard. Psychotog goes to 2 3. Eat my graveyard. You were the first person I knew to identify Psychotog as a good card. Yet you didn't play it in your upheaval deck. States. <laughs> Brian's upheaval deck. Oh, he's got something. Momentary. Oh, kind of. Okay. I mean, basically traded half a momentary blink for a land, right? Yeah. So no biggie. And he's not going to be happy about this. I mean, I would have at least tapped correctly so that <laughs> my psychotog would be threatening a permission spell, but. It's not even in the cube, right? I don't I guess think it doesn't so. matter. Um, how many counters on that Soren? Three, Three or one? Oh man. Now four. Okay. So Ooh, bitter blossom. blossom. That's never gonna get a token, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Is he gonna swing? No. Alright, so and step. Bounce Soren, right? You're bouncing. Oh, you're just gonna attack Soren? Yeah, I think so. That's sweet. I can live with that. I'm gonna bounce Doom Traveler. You actually do you have to bounce you? So Brian just drew Thassa. Do you have devotion to blue? You only have four blue, right? Yeah, I only have about four blue. Yeah, I guess bounce Doom Traveler and attack for four. Oh, sorry. You can just actually kill him with Bitter Blossom, right? Which is I think more humiliating. <laughs> uh, um yeah, that's right. Tap your real guys, yeah. Yeah. And then get in with, uh, what's he got, three cards? Attack, I'll, I'll put all three on that. Yeah, There's no reason yeah. to be greedy. All right, so in case he has a trick. Oh, man, I like this infinite trade wind rider, though. It's going to be hot. He's got to concede to your Thassa. This is, like, insane. He has to concede to it. It's the rule. <laughs> I, how is he not raging against you? I don't know. If I, I do anything, he's, he's, my opponent's he's rage. He's feel good. He's like, I got all my cool cards. Does he not know which cards are constructed quality? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, so he's going to replay Frontline. Frontline Medic? No. No, something huge. Uh -oh. Oh, Grave Titan. Titan. That's bad news. Is it? It's never going to come close to hitting you. Yeah, but every time he plays it, he gets more guys. But your guys are bigger than his, and you have... Oh, you can scry? To the bottom, Swamp. No, thank you. I need a blue pip. Time warp? Okay, what are we doing here? <sighs> Probably bounce Grave Titan, right? Bounce Grave Titan, attack with all the Master of Wave tokens. Oh, actually, just attack... Oh, wait, you don't have enough mana to recast the Master of Waves this turn. Well, yeah. you, the, master, the tokens die if I bounce Master of Waves. No, yeah, the point is to recycle yeah. Master of Waves, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. when the tokens die. Yeah, so it just bounce Grave Titan and then swing with the Elementals, I guess. 
And there, that's like a positive, that's a tempo positive trade, right? Yeah. You have a time warp. So, attack. Attack with all creatures, I've never used that command before. It, 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 oh my god, did he just block with his fairy rogue? He did. He does not know how to play this, right? <laughs> if you, for those at home, if you ever block with a fairy rogue off of Bitter Blossom, you better have a good reason. <laughs> time warp, he's got a scoop now. I mean, he's at 25. He doesn't feel like he has to scoop. Really? Yeah. There's a Psychotog on your side of the table. Bone Shredder. No, that doesn't really do me any good. Yeah. Really? Are we really putting Bone Shredder on the bottom? Yeah. All right, Bone Shredder on the bottom. You're going to draw a land now. Oh, no, you got two blue pips. This is the best. The Coral Helm Commander. Levels up Thassa. you bounce a token and attack? No, I wouldn't bounce anything. I would just attack with Psychotog, Thassa. Psychotog is not really that good to attack right now. Oh, okay. So attack with Thassa and the LNLs. And then see what happens. So... Alright, so he's blocking with all his tokens. And uh level up your Coralum Commander. Oh, it's yeah. only during sorcery speed. It's gonna be flying next turn, right? He can't win. It's gonna take a while. Do you think people like this part of the podcast? I have no idea. Do you think yeah. they're like furious? So tell us if you're furious or not. And if you're furious, just remember that Brian could have conceded. I could have conceded. All right. So the opponent is making. This I mean, is he's like, going to play another Grave Titan here. This is like if you're listening to baseball on the radio. I think like the equivalent, right? So okay, he makes a Grave Titan. We know how this works. Um. Let's see. I just bounce my Master of Waves. Yeah. That was the that was the plan. Oh, and he gets additional pips because of Coralhome Commander. What is Thassa giving us? Swamp to the bottom. To the bottom. I kind of want to land. Why? Because I can just kill him next turn. Oh, okay. With unblockables. All right, if you say so. So, Master of Waves. He's the master. Let's see. He has, he has one flying blocker. Oh, six, guys. <clears throat> I'm going to level this guy up. It's better to level him up than to, than to make him unblockable, right? Yeah. And then just swing with him. Yeah. Post-combat. And Thassa. Swing with Thassa. Thassa's going to be blocked. It's a five Indestructible. Five. Yeah, but he just blocks it with his death touch guy. Okay. I can actually just eat his Grave Titan if he decides he wants to attack. Oh, yeah. He's gonna attack. So finish leveling up Kralom, Commander. Why did you waste that mana? It's already leveled up a lot. Oh, okay. I thought he was only leveled to three. No, he leveled him once Okay. I could have made I could have made Thassa unblockable and gotten him for five. I guess that's probably better. All right, so... Brian's opponent is thinking about what to do, and apparently he's attacking with Grave Titan. Yep. All right, so I guess block with Thassa and an elemental token. Yep. 
That's an interesting decision to have made. I mean, if he has a trick, then like... If he has a trick, nothing even happens. Well, you lose an elemental type. I still have Tradewind Rider. Okay. Yeah, but he's killing the elemental first. So he's at 18? Yeah. He's pretty much dead. I'm more dead than he was a minute ago. Bounces Fairy Rouge at the end of turn. Yeah. The, the variety of things that you've been... Ooh, Baneslayer Angel, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Doom now Traveler. you're Traveler. Yeah, whatever. I forgot about that guy. Bounce the Fairy Rouge. Really? You yeah. don't bounce Baneslayer? No, you might draw something for it. Like, Who cares? You have to bounce them both anyway. All right. No, let's just no you might get a sweet card if you bounce the Fairy Rouge. Oh, I see. Like, you don't know what Thassa is going to give you. Sure. I'm like, what if it's like a, I don't know, a Doomblade? I don't think I have a Doomblade, but that's okay. I hope everyone at home, please pray that Brian draws a Doomblade. Okay, not Island, put it at the bottom. bottom. Oh, Swamp. It could have been Doomblade. <laughs> yeah, so, Bounce. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to use Thassa. Just okay. attack with Thassa and Cor No, you're just going to attack with Thassa by itself? No, I'm going to make Thassa unblockable. Yeah, an attack. I'm going to make Coral Home Commander unblockable. I mean, if you're on this plan, you might as well make another dude unblockable. Like Psychotosh. Uh... Is that nine? That's a two-turn clock. That's fine. Yeah. No, don't bother making anything else unblockable. That's nine damage. So. Nine in. On 18, right? Yep. I'm going to concede the finals, by the way. Yeah, so we can podcast, podcast. Yeah. I'll put a note in and be like, the real podcast starts at like <laughs> minute 35 because Brian <laughs> refused to squid. I mean, unless that. I lose this game, I mean, I could still lose this game. Any number of things could happen. Yeah, no, not really. He's at eight life. I, I was, I thought it would have been clever to see if you could kill him with the Bitter Blossom. That's really, yeah, that, that, that's not fair to our listeners. You think this last 20 minutes has been fair to our listeners? Uh, let's see. Just bounce it. I mean, I don't think taking it's kind of cute, though. Yeah, You're but that's... Do so much damage. Oh, it's bad for the listeners. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, bounce that guy. Opponents re probably replay it, right? Yeah. La, la, la. Three. Yeah, I guess he could get in here. I mean, that's auto-loss, right? You have a <laughs> yeah, trade window. I know. I've had that happen before. Even if you have a recurring nightmare. Vindicate your Vindicate psychotos. my psych... No, he's vindicating my... Coral... Wait. What is he talking about? He's targeting oh, Coral Home Commander. Commander. Okay. Okay, well, it shuts off Thassa. Oh, that's cute. But we're gonna... Uh... Recurring nightmare at back? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. So, maybe oh, Thassa... It doesn't even matter. Get... He's just... He's at eight, right? You only need to do seven damage. <clears throat> So Shieldred whispering, whispering one. Put it in the bottom. What? It doesn't advance your position. You're going to win the game. He has one open mana. Uh, I guess recurring nightmare. I can just tokens. no. Here, watch. Make Psychotog unblockable. Yeah. Just You're make... making yourself really easily angled right now for a, for a removal spell. There's no reason to do it this way. Really? Really. Just play the recurring nightmare. Get back the get back the 
No. What? See, now you have to play a land now. Because your thoughts is not unblockable. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Get back Chrome Commander for value. Get rid of Elemental. Return Thassa to power. So play the land. Make Thassa unblockable. Now it's academic, right? So five, six. Yeah, and then you just discard one card to kill him. So discard a card. I bet you discard the recurring nightmare. No. Not. You know, it'd be super cute if you just if you like bounced one of your lands and discarded that. That's I've done that. <laughs> yeah. So this should do seven, right? Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to exile two cards. Okay. Okay. Brian exiling cards. In for eight. Yeah. There he wins. Yay. Okay, yay. All right. So, <laughs> minute 36 is when the, <laughs> the cubing is done. So, you mentioned something about emergence. Yes. So, emergence genesis is a... Should I just cut that whole section out? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't have time. We have to send this to Kyle yeah, tonight, yeah, right? I would just leave it in. That was fun. Okay. That was fun. We played Trainwind Rider. We played Psychotog. <laughs> we played Recurring Nightmare. We were just time travelers. We yeah. were like, remember the days of listening to baseball and the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Steve and I used to do draft casts all the time for Copy Magic. People love it. People liked it. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I loved it. It's such a strong term. Such a commitment. Okay. Um, so Emergent Genesis is a deck building game. Coming out from when you say called... a deck building game, what do you mean by that? So deck ma magic is a deck building ma game. Ma no, well, deck builders are a category of games now that started with Dominion. I don't know what that is. Ascension. Ascension Chronicle of the, the, the God Slayer? Yes. I've never played it, but I've heard So of basically, it. the idea of a deck building game is you start with a set deck of cards, usually your most base resources in the game, uh, and you know, usually like nine or ten cards. You draw a handful of cards each turn, uh, and then you use those resources to buy cards from the table that are out. You know, either sometimes they're piles of the same cards or they're a random assortment of cards drawn from a, you know, like a cube-like assortment. So, and then you build your deck, and every time you cycle through your deck, you shuffle all the cards that you've purchased back in. So... This isn't a game like Magic the Gathering where no. you collect more cards. No, all no, All the no, cards no. are already there. It's all in the box. Uh, you know, there's like, I forget now. You know, there's a bunch of, there's, there's, there's a lot more characters that you can play that are listed on the Kickstarter because there's some stretch goals that'll get unlocked yeah. where there's more characters. So I don't remember the exact number of characters, but you choose from a number of different superhero characters you can play. You have hit points. And the idea is, honestly, like one of the problems for me with a lot of deck builders is... That you, uh, a lot Wait, of hold. What's your opening hand? New one started. <laughs> Trade win, duplicate, Vidalcan Shackles, Bone Shredder, Talrant. It's going to be hard to concede, but there you go. <laughs> concede. <laughs> All right. So, um, I like how they let you concede from this page now. Uh, okay. So, uh, so, so all the cards in the box, there's more heroes, etc. Uh, and then you and you basically sit around two to four players. Uh, ideally, it's... Why did you get Vincent Master? That's what they're that? paying out in. For second? I guess so. Did you, did you not play a Phantom event? No. I played a real event. Oh. I, played, I always play Phantom events. I played a single one. So, uh... 
you uh, so yeah, you you build your deck each turn, and then there's you know two, three, four players. Uh, if you have more starting cards, you can actually even play more than four players. And then it's like a grand melee. You're just in this in our game. You're just trying to beat the crap out of everybody else. You're trying to like with punching them, punching them, using superpowers, super speed, making fiery bulldozers and pushing them over and controlling their mind and all sorts of cool stuff. I would do the controlling. Yeah, you'd you'd like the you'd like the abyss. He'd probably be your your guy. Yeah, you'd probably like Aloysius Zeroth actually. Aloysius Zira. Yeah. I think I would like Professor Helios. He's very good. I just look at the picture of him and I'm like, I think of myself. <laughs> I think of myself as a professor with a flaming shield. And a sword. <laughs> Not just a flaming sword. My shield is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I shoot. protect myself with this thing that's burning me. Well, he has the ability to sculpt things out of fire. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so his... his is there, like, a story that goes with this, if you buy the game? There's there's a lot of story that we're going to be releasing. There's going to be a lot of story in the rule book. Yeah. Um, but uh, Professor Helios, Billy Stopless, um, Moxie, and the the Abyss are the four original superheroes in this world. Our superheroes are called Emergence. Yeah. And they were the Genesis Squadron. So Aloysius Zeroth uh, a, was a billionaire Cold War... Military industrialist. Oh, maybe I would rather be him. <laughs> Sounds like I would like. Who, uh, in the you know, at the height of the Cold War, was building this space station to basically drop titanium rods on Russia and China and just obliterate them from space. Titanium? What like, why not use carbon? Whatever. Maybe it's carbon. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's just these. You know. I understand how it works. And he's like doing that, and he's like, wait a minute, and he realizes he just intuits from the way his sensors yeah. look that Earth is going to be invaded by aliens. He's like, no, everything here is way too clean. There's not enough just anomaly. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to be invaded. Holy sh... There's like a bigger threat than Russia, Russia China. And he has this complete paradigm shift. Yeah. And he basically seeks out and forms the Genesis Squadron to protect the Earth. And they're the first superheroes. And, and Are there any like Ruskies or Chinamen that are on his team? Billy Stopless is actually a Russian cosmonaut. Uh, Moxie is, uh, her name is, her actual real name is Maureen G. She's a, uh, she's, uh, Irish, Hong Kong mixed descent. So he, he brings together many people of different yeah. areas. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, uh, we have a character, probably not in the first game, the Crimson Tiger, who's from India. We have a number of Latino characters. We have a lot of black characters. Uh. How about Filipinos? Well, you know, well, maybe we'll put a stretchy goal in a little let there be a Filipino. Um. But anyway, it's, I, I love these characters. I love I love telling stories with them. Uh, it's a universe I created. Uh, worked with a bunch of different artists. Lee Motor. Lee Motor. Uh, Amanda Dude, Connor. If you guys don't know who Lee Motor is, oh my god. You should yeah. read the Legion of Superheroes from the 90s. It's yeah. so good. Lee Motor, uh, Amanda Connor, uh, Giancarlo Caracuzza, and then... So like oh, Amanda Connor, who's been your friend for like a yeah. bazillion years. Yeah, and Steve Ellis, who's been my friend for a bazillion years. And Steve Ellis is... Doing other things for us that we'll announce in like a month unless there's yes. 100 likes on this. Yes. In which case, maybe we'll tell you next week. And by next week, I mean this is an ambitious statement to make. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. We haven't been here since gar- garbage fight. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm super excited about it, and I would I would be so grateful to everybody who listens who can support this game. And again, that could be giving us a dollar. I don't, you know, users are more valuable. You know, people participating in the Kickstarter is more valuable 
than the money almost. I mean, how about this? How about sharing the Kickstarter? With but that's what friend? I was going to say. I was just going to say, but really just sharing the Kickstarter, maybe even sharing it outside of the immediate magic community, which I think has probably seen it by now. But like we, I really. Well, you guys like made like a quarter of a your. A third. A third of your budget in the first day. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And was, then, I mean, and we're doing it, we're doing it, uh, we did a thousand dollars a second day. And if we do a couple hundred dollars from here on out, I mean, our budget's pretty modest, our, yeah. our, our funding uh, goal. But uh, there's a lot of cool things. There's original artwork. There's we can get sketches. Uh, there's going to be action figures of the four main characters, uh, which I'll probably end up buying myself because I really love them. But uh, custom figures. So you like love these characters. I love these characters. I really do. I, I um, you know, I created them for a digital game that that I worked on with Fifth Planet Games. Uh, Steve Saden worked with me really closely on a lot of these characters. Steve Ellis worked really closely with me. Uh, and we all just, you know, fell in love with them. You know, there's, there's, there's just a lot of, you, you know, when you're creating a story and like, you're like, oh yeah. And then someone does it. And then all of a sudden you just start realizing things about the characters. Not like you're not actually making decisions about what the characters do anymore. Like you're like, oh my. And then he traveled back in time and invested it and I can't give away too much stuff but you know what I mean like you just start understanding as a how, writer you're saying yeah as a oh, writer oh no I don't have that where you understand how the universe you, 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 you like completely understand how the universe unfolded it's yeah. I, I, I say this with all humility yeah. it's a godlike feeling it really okay. is no no because I don't <laughs> I mean it, it. I but I don't it. mean it like I don't mean it in, in a in, I just mean it it's like you know you feel like you've glimpsed something pretty yeah, infinite you like by like Pollock Pollock painting, right? Yeah. It's completely out of consciousness. Yeah, just like, uh, there there are things that I just, like, which would take me months to write yeah. that I realized in a blink about this universe. So I'm I'm like, a, I actually sound like a blithering idiot when I talk about it. That's how much I love this universe. But you universe. love it. That's I do. awesome. I do. I love these characters. I, I, I uh, own all the characters now. I, I own all the artwork. Uh, and, you know, we're doing, we're doing this game. This is the first step and hopefully a you know, long life for these characters. So, uh, you know, graphic novels and comic books and stories and all sorts of stuff, hopefully in the near future. That's awesome. And, so, anything, and you can help me do this, please. So. Begging over. Begging over? Begging over. I'm done. It's not even begging. Like, I mean, I just like, uh, whatever the most expensive thing that someone had bought at the time, that's just the thing that I opted for. I'm like, what's a reasonable amount? Right. To put, I'm like, a dollar's dumb, right? right. Like, I didn't even get anything, right? And it's like, what is like the $40 tier or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, so, at, at every, at every, I mean, there's no tiers that are just like, hey, cool, you know, like, we, we give people, st you know, you're buying the game or you're buying a piece of artwork or you're buying a sketch or you're buying an experience or you're buying an action figure or something like that. Every, you know, we're, we're just, I mean, honestly, at this point, Kickstarter, I think people have a lot of weird idea about Kickstarter sometimes. Like, Kickstarter, you're really just kind of, like, pre-selling yeah, so your product. That's what I think about it. I think it's really just, like... I mean, you could certainly do it. Like, you like you know, like, you could kickstart a podcast and not necessarily have physical... Right? You give people an opportunity to monetize well, no, no, no. Their, their fandom of something. So, when Marshall kickstarted his podcast, yeah. right? Like, obviously not kickstarting it. He'd been doing it for years. But... You know, he gave, like, sleeves and stuff away. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, he gave stuff away at every tier. I'm saying... I wasn't singling out Marshall there. I, I mean... I don't know anybody. I mean, I contributed... Seen, uh, first of all, I contributed to Marshall's podcast. I'm very happy to, 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 do stuff, to, to do stuff like that. I think that... You can't use his sleeves. You don't play limited. I don't use but, his sleeves. What I, the hell? Okay, this is what I did. <laughs> On Face-to-Face -face Games, which is our, our sponsor, I just bought 
every single copy of whatever kind of sleeves they had the most of on that day. And I accidentally bought three packs of Yu-Gi-Oh! size sleeves <laughs> in, my, in my... So that that's a thing that I did. So I've like... So anybody who wants to trade me, like, three packs of any kind of sleeves for three packs of Yu-Gi-Oh! sleeves, you come find me. We'll make the trade. I'm sure, I'm sure Marshall will give you three packs of LR sleeves for three packs of Yu-Gi-Oh! sleeves. Done. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do with three packs of Yu-Gi-Oh! sleeves? Why did they make two kinds of sleeves? Because Yu-Gi-Oh! cards are different. With Sorry. the same pattern. That's yeah, 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 yeah. It's dumb. Yeah, Legion yeah. events. Why did you do that, because, Steve Poor? Because it's one piece of artwork. <laughs> You don't yeah, have to pay for two pieces. Yeah, that's first of all, I was actually shocked. These Legion event sleeves are sweet. Yeah, I didn't even change them all weekend. They were like really good. Steve Port does such a such They're a great really job. high quality sleeves. Actually, uh, if we ever do sleeves, can, can he do them? Because I mean, he could, but it would take forever because he's so back. He has so much demand. They're so backed up. His sleeves are so much better than the other sleeves that I've bought. Yeah, like I literally, like I, I don't know if you guys understand this. I like. Always change my sleeves every tournament. I swap out my main deck sleeves during a tournament. I did not change my sleeves at the Grand Prix. Yeah, Steve, uh, Steve Port sleeves were really good. So, t- talk about the Grand Prix. So, Tell me about uh, Legacy. So uh, I played a mono-red uh, burn deck. I played the uh, same sideboard I played at the last Open that I top 32'd. It's like top 16, so all the same thing. So... Uh, Basically, if you're in contention, not not in contention, but in money at the end, everyone just draws. Right. You make top 32 money. I mean, unless you're in top 64, you have to win to make like 50 bucks or whatever. But uh, And I main deck, I changed out four Lava Spikes for four Forked Bolts because I anticipated playing against uh, Elves, uh, Death and Taxes, which is like the white weenie, sometimes yeah. monolock deck, and we uh, Red Delver the most. So I had two buys in the tournament. Um, I think, personally speaking... See what happens when you play some Magic? Yeah, so personally speaking, it was the best tournament I've ever played from a technical position. I won every single winnable game that I played. Uh, I won at least one game that I think almost every player in the tournament would have lost. Um, like, yeah. I, I was like... Before the tournament started, I asked P. Sully what percentage chance... What percentage advantage I had against other red deck players. Like, 75%. And he's just like... And I think that's a little high. It's like maybe like 65% to win any mirror match. Playing a mirror match, my opponent had some high number of single-digit life. Like not nine, like nine or lower, like maybe seven or something. And I had one life. I had no non-land permanents in play. I had two fetch lands in play. I had one life. Hit three cards, I had three wait, cards. So wait, so what's your, what's your board? Lance. I've You've just lands. Four mountains and two fetch lands. Okay. And he has like... Lands. You're at one. I'm at one. What's his creature? Obviously, it's Idolon. Idolon the, the Great Rebel. I won this game. And it took me three turns to win the game, and I have no board. Think about how I won it, okay? I had to freaking tank on this. Because I'm like, how do I win this game? I'm like, I was like, oh my god, how do I win this game? And I won. And I did not blink, and he blinked, and that's why I won. Uh, but it was like... So what'd you do? It turns out, and this is like, when I say it, it's academic, right? Right. It turns out Fire Blast won't trigger an Eidolon a Great Rebel. <laughs> so I Fire Blast is Eidolon a Great Rebel. Right. And we're both accumulating cards. I'm not dead, right? So it turns out he, he's not playing lands, and we're both accumulating cards. So it must be the case that we're both accumulating what? Searing spells, right? Searing blazes and searing bullets, uh... right? And I'm at one, so he's just like, eventually he's like, fine, plays a Grim Lava Mancer, so I kill him. Right, so... 
So what, what did you do? Just... I freaking searing blooded his Grim, Grim Lava Mancer and ripped a burn spell. Oh, he was that low? Okay. You know, he was like on like, whatever. Oh, yeah, you can't play it. You can't play it. You can't play a creature You there, cannot right? play three, a creature. It's like three searing things. And I'm like, we both have like did you, five did he, cards in hand at this point. Did he point. show you his hand? At the yeah, it's all searing bloods. <laughs> I was actually debating if I should do a one point searing blaze to it, right? Because uh, I can't crack a fetch land to deal three. Oh, right. Right, so, uh, but I didn't, and then I just ripped a burn spell and killed them. So, can you, I, 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 without looking at the cards in front of me, can you like searing blood something and searing blaze it in response? And because uh, it's two targets, I don't remember if the cards have two targets. Actually, you can. Yeah, you can do you that. Just fire them all off. I did not. I could have. Well, I couldn't. I didn't have enough mana. To oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You maybe could have gotten two off on them. No, yeah. So, uh, but I didn't consider. It. I mean, I, I mean, I think I probably considered and rejected that strategy. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I won that game. So, uh, going in, you know, it's the Elves, Death and Taxes, and Blue Red Delver for the last two months or so have been really disproportionately um, performing in the top eights and top fours, actually, of the Star City Open Series for Legacy. Because um, I mostly prepared for those. And I knew there were some decks that I would have problems beating, like uh, Storm, and then decks that I could never beat, like Reanimator and... Uh, and uh, energy field deck so uh of course like at x and o at some point in the middle of the day play against energy field he's stuck on two but you can play both energy field and uh and uh rest in peace for two mana. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's just no outs right you can't get out of it um and uh next to me is like merfolk versus stoneblade i'm just the worst <laughs> like i mean merfolk is zero percent chance against red <laughs> No chance at all. And Stoneblade is, like, not very much chance. Like, Chris McCool is, like, trying to talk to me about how good Stoneforge Mystic is, and I'm like, look, I'm just a limited person. I don't I don't understand the words you're saying. It's like, you don't, don't... Isn't Stoneforge Mystic a dangerous card for you? I'm like, I think I've lost to a Stoneforge Mystic deck one time in the last... Thir one game in the last 30 matches that I played against. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, they always get batter skulks. They think that it beats you. And you burn their Stoneforge Mystic, and they are long dead before the Batter Skull ever hits the table. Right. right? And, like, if they ever get Jide, you have, like, three to one cards to, that can kill their guy to them actually <laughs> having a guy online. Right. Like, it's just not... The Serum cards are actually are just They're ridiculous. insane, right? Like, against, against, like, Death and Taxes, after sideboarding, you're, like, eight Searing spells, two, sh uh, two Shattering, whatever, deal three... Three bridge, three, three sulfuric vortex. So you bring in sulfuric vortex because you have to, because they all bring in core firewalker. So people are like, "That's awful. They're damaging you, and you're damaging you." I'm like, yeah, but they also don't gain life. So you can just like not have them gain life and then kill them in a flurry. But then you have to bring in the ensnaring bridge. Otherwise, there's yeah. they have no way to beat an ensnaring sure. bridge really if you have all these things online. Um, so literally, I had this spot where I had no cards in hand, but like a bunch of land in play. Searing Bridge uh, and and Sulfuric Vortex against my Death and Taxes opponent, and he's just like Flicker Wisp, and I'm like, oh, he's, he has Jid A with two counters on it, he's gonna Flicker Wisp my bridge, Alpha Strike me, how much damage can he do? I'm just like doing the math in my head, and he's like, phase out your Sulfuric Vortex, plow my Flicker Wisp, gain four, go. And I was still up like six life after all that. So, I mean, yeah, all the fair decks are really easy matchups. So, like, you can't really lose to a deck that is planning to kill you with, like, a Delver of Secrets or, 
some kind of a bear, right? This is not going to happen. Um, but decks, it's impossible to beat energy field deck. And then the last round of the day, like, Peace Ollie's just like, lots of pressure on this one. Win and you're in, you know? And my opponent went, like, second turn Iona both games. Reanimator is literally the most impossible matchup for sure. Red Deck. It's, like, so different from Sneak and Show. People are like, oh, isn't that just kind of like Sneak and Show? I'm like, no, they get Iona. You can't even... Right, 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 right. You can't even, you like, can't flurry even cast them. your red cards, right. right? yeah. So, like, the problem with that is, like, even if your plan is to, like, stall them out with a bridge and then, like, kill them with a Grim Lava Mance you're already in play or something like that, you can't because eventually you're going to draw non-lands non and have seven cards in your hand and they'll attack you with Iona, even though you have a bridge. It's insane wow. uh, how bad the matchup is. So, uh, I have some plans for the red deck for uh, the open next month I'm going to play in. Um, I'm really confident. I, I never played a tournament so well in my life. It's awesome. just like, these matchups I knew I couldn't win. But Where's the Open? Um, Philly. Okay. Take the weekend off. And, and when, when is it? I don't know, second week of January. Oh, okay. Okay. There's a standard Grand Prix I kind of don't play in. It's in Denver. Mm. Patrick's like, when you come to that one? And I'm just kind of like, kind of want to. <laughs> Kind of playing super well right now. It's like if I play a tournament, apparently I win some rounds. Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, I was literally like, you know, a couple of different games out of, out of day two. Historically, every time you've played more Magic. Yeah. Sometimes just because we were podcasting about it, and you're like, all right, fine, we'll run a yeah. tournament. You've done well. Yeah, well, let's see. When you're when you're play testing in your head. Yeah. Not so much. I like play testing in my head. I know too. you They're do. All, all fun things. So anyway, yeah. Um. Uh, so. Uh, I didn't play in the Sunday event. Like, uh, you didn't come back. No, I did. Just oh. hung out. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I want. I really. I, oh man, I've been so sick. I really wanted to get there just, just to hang out. Like yeah. So like Josh and Taya and Peace are like you're playing so well. Just playing the Sunday event. You're just like here's the reason I didn't play. Me and Zach are leaving at like ass in the morning, right? So it's big tournament. Yeah. So we weren't even leaving the event until after eleven p.m. I'm like, how many people do you have? And they're like, well, pre-reg, we have this many hundred. We're expecting at least this many for tomorrow. I'm like, what's our best case scenario? And they're like, 10 rounds. And I'm just like, okay. And I point at the board. I'm like, do these prizes scale? It's like, no, same prizes. So I'm just like, it's going to be 400 players right. for like the 64 player tournament prize pool. Right, right. That's just like no point in like... Really, I'm going to slog through ten rounds of, of Swiss Magic to get, like, three packs of Cons of Tarkir. I would just rather spend that time, like, hanging out. So I, I hung out with, like, Tom Shea from TJ Collectibles. Uh, actually, I worked with I worked with Scott Larrabee on the Shuffling Rules. So, Sweet! Um, this is less topical now because this stuff isn't actively happening on social media right now. But a few weeks ago, uh, there was a bit of a firestorm about people not playing according to the spirit of the rules with regards to shuffling on camera. Uh, I believe three players got banned. Oh, yeah, some, some ridiculous. Uh, uh, at least two by So Jared Betcher um, was the... Suspended is the, suspended right, is the correct term. Uh, got, as well as uh, this guy, Trevor Humphreys, who's Trevor, like yeah. a very decorated open series player, I guess. Yep. Won a couple of opens. Um, and, and apparently generally unpleasant individual. Uh, I mean... <laughs> It's, it, I mean, I felt bad. I just had just started hitting it off with Jared IRL. You know, I mean, and people ask me stuff like, you know, I'm like, you know, I did play Jared in an in an Invitational last year, 
he was playing Jund, and I was playing Blue White, and I was just like, you know, I don't know much. I didn't know he wasn't a big deal yet at the time. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, don't know much, but I know this matchup is like eighty five percent in my favor, and I stalled on two both games. Yeah. But I'm not in, for in a million years and say like, oh, that's because right. of this. I'm just saying, like anecdotally, you start right. thinking that's, about that's that's things. the pro that's actually the problem of cheating it's a is good the player, is, is the know? is the insidious like thought that creeps into your head that like oh every time you lost did you lose because you made a mistake like, or did you lose because your opponent shuffled you to you know I mean I was personally really stressed out about that yeah. because I was just like I think I keep this I literally was saying to myself like this is a super good matchup I think I keep this hand right I've kept this hand a bunch of times I just didn't get there this time or game two <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm like you know but that stuff happens you know like I'm not it's just the stuff you think about which is you're right. It is insidious. I don't like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's why, and that's why it's good that Wizards just taking such a strong so stance on I, it. I reached out to Scott Larrabee when that happened. I'm like, look, I made two big recommendations a few years ago after I wrote this one. They act. They asked me to uh, work on the shuffling guidelines with them. They only adopted one of them. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to adopt my other one this time. But uh, Scott actually pulled me aside. And he's like, I want to talk to you about what we're doing with the uh, shuffling. I'm not going to spoil what Wizards is going to ever release in the coming time right um i don't know but you know i talked to him about some stuff and they are they're actively aware of the problem which i think is uh, the more important thing so um and super care you know that's yeah you know i mean that's the one thing i mean all the people who are there i mean just absolutely are insane for magic oh my god how insane how insane is that so first of all who do you think the best player in the world is right now? Uh, it's probably Owen Turnwald. Yeah, I know you're. I know what you're going to say, and it's. I mean, I. I oh, I you think don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay. I said to somebody, I won't say who. It was a little embarrassing for them. Uh, I think Tom Ross is the most underrated player and deck designer in the world, and then they went off about how he's the best player in the world, and I said, well. I want to remind you that this conversation started with me saying how much I like Tom Ross. Right. But you're crazy to say he's the best player in the world when he's not qualified for the Pro Tour. Right. We don't know how good. Correct. He is, right? that, so, that would be that. That would be what I would say. It's also. a Pro Tour topic. First of all, I have insane respect for him. Yeah. I'm no, just he's, saying he's great. it's tough to say he's the best player in the world when he's not qualified for the Pro Tour. That's all. What are you looking up, Grand Prix? No, just, I'm just, just yeah. Um. Yeah. Owen Turnwald is. Oh, oh Owen, very like. Good. Like Owen Reed and Huey, uh, uh, what's that? Huey. And, and Huey are just like some kind of like. Do you remember who was that? The Eternals from Marvel Comics, and they would all form one Unimind. Oh no no no! You're talking about uh, you're talking about the uh, the Forever People from Jack Kirby. Well, Jack he also Kirby he also he did it both. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They become they become New Man. What's his name? Yeah yeah. Um, well, I was thinking some I was thinking about the Unim. I like the Unimind but a little it better. Just the same it's just the same okay. thing. <laughs> um. The, uh, yeah, I, th I think like any three of them could be the best player in the world. I mean, it's any one of the three, you mean? any one of the three of them, yeah. What about Shahar? How's he? I mean, Shahar's had, a, had an off year, so let, let's just. I want to, I'm curious who you think. So, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm covering Ottawa this week. I can tell you who I'm cheering for. I know why. You know what? I, I have a tremendous amount of excitement yeah. to see what Patrick Chapin's going to do at the world championship. I am so excited to see because the thing is when Patrick won Pro Tour Journey into Knicks yeah. and we interviewed him about it, he was just like, 
yeah, whatever. Not like whatever, like yeah. in a in a cocky way. Yeah. It was like this isn't what my, my goal was. Yeah, my goal was to win my PTQ. So I could be the world. So I could be the world champion. I want to be the world champion. And he had this very and he was like, I mean, obviously very happy. He won a lot of money. Yeah. You know, he was he got the, the Pro Tour trophy that sort of eluded him so far, but yeah. it wasn't what he wanted. You know, he had his eyes on a bigger prize. And I, you don't really see that kind of vision, even, you know, as as agnostic as the top pros can be about yeah. stuff, you don't see that type of long range vision that often. Yeah. You know, and that kind of, you know, usually they're like, well, you know, I just play really well. I'll just make my best decisions. And then hopefully, I'll, you know, the tiebreakers will work out and I'll get a top yeah, eight. And then it's from pretty, there. It's going to be exciting. I, I obviously I can't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jeremy Dizani, you think he's a very good player. I yeah. think he's ridiculously good. How do you think about uh, Sean, Sean McLaren? Is he a good player? Sean, Sean, first of all, Sean has like two Pro Tour top eights. He's got a win and a second place in I, like... I thought he was going to beat Ari. Yeah, in like a handful of Pro... He's only played in a handful of he's Pro Tours. He's played in like three, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. first and a second. Yeah, yeah, he's got a first and a second. <laughs> and like, I talked to him. This just looks nothing like him, this photograph. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, it just looks nothing like him. So I talked to him after before the top eight and I was like, yeah. you know, because like, honestly, this guy generally just works alone. Yeah. And uh, I'm so like... So does Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking me, like, eh, you know, hang on, Louisiana. <laughs> so, so Sean, it's like Sean, did you who play tested for you? You know, yeah. he's like, well, you know, I just, play, I just visualized my semifinals and my quarterfinals matchups in my head. You know, I really thought about what, what, what they might play, what they might do, and I, I kind of pictured what cards I want to bring in, and then I went to sleep. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. It's like, you know, when you like you, you put up a jump yeah, shot. LSB will tell you the same thing. Come he, on. No, he won't. Yes, he will. No, he LSB. won't. No, LSB will have Josh Arthur Layton, David Ochoa. Kyoto Top 8. He looks at, he's played Black White Beatdown, right? Looks at his opponent's deck list. Looks at it again. He's like, what's the name of the black infect that they, infest they had back in the day that costs like yeah. marsh casualties? I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It's like, no marsh casualties? No problem. And he just went to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's not entirely a fair statement. He still had a, a, a core of people who were testing matchups for him. and No marsh casualties. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. But Sean McLaren wasn't like that. He wasn't, yeah. you know, he was just, he was like, you visualize the, the, the shot going into the basket. That's what I do. Uh, I, I think he's terrific. And coming into this event, he's actually going to be, because he's, Captaining the Canadian national team at the World Magic Cup, also Sean McLaren. Sean McLaren is even always Canadian. Yeah, he's going to actually be forced to interact with other human beings. Oh. So he's going to be playtesting with Alex. Who's his team? It's Alex and John. Alex Hain, uh, and then uh, oh man, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget the guy's names. Oh no, I met him at the invitation. He's a super nice guy. Who's that? David Goldfarb. Yep. Goldfarb, and then another player who's also. Uh, very well respected in in Canada. I'm just not remembering names, and we can't look stuff up. So, so but uh, I, I think I think he's going to be tremendous. Um, Lars Dom. I don't know him. He won the Magic Online Championship. He's really good. He's got like a he's got like something like I forget what the the number was exactly, but like a seventy percent match win percentage lifetime in high level events on Magic Online. Yeah, yeah. Like he's really good, but you know who knows. You know, the thing is, at this point, when you when you talk about people who are successful on, on Magic Online, I look at Sean McLaren, you know, I look at Reed Duke. Reed, I, Duke I, is the, Reed Duke is the greatest Magic Online player of all time, right? Isn't that the 
pretty much it's like won multiple Mox championships. Sure. Well, not he's won. Uh, um, he's won one. He's been the Mox. The winner's guy. Yeah, he's won multiple Mox. He's, he's qualified for multiple Mox tournaments. That's yeah. the but to be the Mox champion, I think he was only in that once. Um Shahar Shenhar is reigning world champion. Reigning, he's really he's really good, but like I think he got a little I think he coasted a little bit this year. You know what I mean? I think he just came off a great yeah, exactly. top for like a few. No, no, weeks no, ago. no, no, no. I said this year. And I mean when I interviewed him, he's like he's like, I feel but he, he's like felt like he was back on his game. He felt like maybe yeah. by his own admission had taken it a little bit easy. Knowing he was platinum and like you know that he was in Fair great enough. shape. So Raphael Levy is here because of Rancor. Remember we talked about what the important cards would be in team. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because of Rancor. Yeah, and uh, Owen and, and Reed. Uh, we talk about them plenty. Let's see who else is on this. I, I, even Flock. Flock. Sifka? Also, Flock. Flock also two top eights in his last handful of pro and a tours. Win. A win. Yeah. Uh, Sifka. I, I think Sifka is like super underrated. It's been like over a year since he won a pro tour. Come on, <laughs> super underrated. Uh, Willie and Paulo working together. Who'd have thunk? So top pro points. Left. So do you get? There's two in, in, invites. Yeah, the the, the, the the tournament was extended to 24 players from 16 yeah. players. So there's additional uh, slots. Uh, hey, how do they? Is Huey on this list? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, will. there's no way they should be extending additional players, and there's no Huey on this. Yeah, list. yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Uh, Li Shi Tian, who's you know, turning know turning out to be like very good, you know, very good three pro tour top eights now. Nam Song Gook is that the guy who came in second to Patrick? Yes. So Dave Shields told me to fear him. Yeah. Yeah, he said he said most people don't know who he is. Yeah. But I follow esports, and let me tell you, the Koreans are crazy. That's what like he's like like this guy probably just grinds like every relevant matchup like eleven hours a day. Right. I'm like, really? He's like, he's giving He's like, yeah, this guy is like, not crazy like a serial killer. Crazy yeah. like, we're, utterly focused. We're not, we're not, we're not completely saying that he's not a serial yeah. killer. <laughs> we don't know. Right, anyway, Shields, who won the hardest tournament of all time, yeah. says this is the guy to fear. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought that was amazing. He's like, no, this. I'm like, oh, who's who's really good? He's like, Nam Song Wook. Yeah, uh, Yuya Watanabe, obviously just ridiculous. Does that guy ever lose? Not very, not very much. So I don't know uh, Yuki Ichikawa very well. He's, he's got two, he's, pro, he's got two pro tour top eights in his last four pro tours. Yeah, so he's the planeswalker guy from uh, Magic Twenty Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, uh, uh, kill people with misses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too good to play thoughts. He's in his deck. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Raymond Perez Jr., the new rookie of the year. Yes. The yeah the 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 well yeah rookie of the year. Um, Obviously, got the title when when Jared was suspended. Um, so. uh, and you know, I'm, he's a wild card. Like, I mean, he clearly just—he is maybe the second least experienced person in this field. Lars Dom is the first. Lars has not played in a pro tour before. Is that oh, he's played in a handful of pro tours. Yeah. He's, but I mean, R- Raymond's played in a handful of pro tours too. Lars has probably played more, but I think in terms of like playing deep into an event, yeah. going to all the grand prix. Used to the the sort of pressure of the coverage. By contrast, the most experienced player is William Jensen. Yeah, I mean, this is the the at large bid is just a murderer's row, right? It's like, I, I, it's I like who would you rather take? I mean, the the at large guys just crush the Pro Tour champions, right? I mean, if like to to be fair, it's William Jensen, Josh Utter beatings, Tom Martell, who I think is the greatest constructed player in the history of Magic. Okay. 
I mean, by by win percentage, yeah. it's not yeah, even yeah, close, yeah, yeah. Okay. right? He's like 16 points better sure. than the next best player. Paul Rietzel, who's a freaking animal. Hall of Famer. All right, like uh, Jacob Wilson, who's like an, also an animal at Constructed. Yeah. And two of these formats are the formats that Jacob Wilson... I predict Jacob Wilson utterly dominates two of the four formats, okay. right? One of them's modern, one of them's legacy. Is that right? No, no, it's not. Just one's modern? Jacob Wilson will dominate one of the formats. <laughs> so Jacob Wilson is just like super noted Delver player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just a crusher of legacy tournaments and also a crusher of modern tournaments, right? Yeah. So um, I thought it was legacy and modern. I'm wrong. No, it's. I, th- I believe it's... Jacob will get three or four wins in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then Sam Black, who, it, it, second half of the season's been pretty quiet. He was top eight every single event yeah, in the first yeah. half of the season, though. Uh, and then Kentaro uh, Yamamoto, I don't know him. Well, he's the guy who invented Pack Rat. Oh. <laughs> he's the guy who said, oh, yeah, I have this pretty this good guy. He's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're rooting against you, buddy. So, what do we got to? Him, all right, he invented Pack Rat. Okay, good, good, good enough. Jacob Wilson, pretty good. Sam Black, pretty good. But Hall, Paul of Famer, Hall of Famer Paul Rietzel. Tom Martell, by the way, going to be very much in the discussion. I voted for him for Hall of Fame. Going to be very year. much in the discussion for a lot of people for Hall of Fame this year. Josh Utter Layton, not eligible. Future Hall of Famer, not though. Not eligible for, for sure. two or three more years. He's got five Pro Tour top eights. F- future Hall of Famer, for sure. Guaranteed Hall of Famer, in my William mind. Jensen, Hall of Famer. Took too long. Most experienced player on this. Yeah. On this but, like, at large players are really good. Uh, are these also at large players? No, these no, are no, top, no. Pro, top, top pro points. These are these are pro points. Oh, Paul is a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Uh, Sifka's really good. Sifka's really good. Uh, Willie, let's see, you Watanabe. According to Dave Shields, fear Nam Song Wook. Yeah. According to Brian David Marshall, fear uh, fear Lishi Chan. Actually, the person the person I think I'm uh, I, I think Sean McLaren is the most dangerous. I, I, I think he's just a. I think people tend to because he's a little bit goofy. Yeah. Like, he's a little bit of a goofball. Wait, so it's standard, modern, and then Constant Draft and Vintage Masters Draft? Live Vintage Masters Ooh. Draft. I think I... What days is this? Should I just... I think I might just take three days off and watch this on TV. It's good. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Are you going to go to this event? I am going to Where this is this event? Nice, France. Oh. I was going to be like... <laughs> I was going to be like, maybe I'll just go to this event. I may just take a few days off to go to this event. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be insane. Yeah, so... I, I I'm not gonna blab, but Patrick and Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm I'm so. super excited for Patrick. I I cannot. Um, I wanted to vote I, for Paul before everyone else voted for Paul, didn't didn't I? I was just like, we got to get Paul, and there go. This ballot's too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think Tom. I think Tom is very much in in, in the mix this year. I think. I think for a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't vote for him. I'm but just all saying. he did was get one Grand Prix top four this year, right? Yeah, it's not a. It's not a. Oh no, you won a Grand Prix. Yeah, it's not. You a won term- a Grand Prix, got a Grand Prix top four, you got another top eight. But the thing is, voters don't care. Well, but what if he? What if he top fours or finals the world championship? I think, or- I think people think of this as a. Uh, obviously, the title of world champion is really important, especially to people like Patrick, who are like I've dedicated my life to this in a way that almost no one else has. Like this is another feather in my cap, the same way being the Hall of Famous. But in terms of prestige of this tournament, this is like a. This is like winning F and M. No, there's like <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not even gonna let you make that joke. It is, it is, it is. Twenty three other guys in the store it, tournament. It's the same, toughest tournament in the world. Same thing. It's just like winning F and M. It is the toughest tournament in the world. The baby. toughest F and M in the room. Well, it is definitely the tough. It would definitely be the toughest F and M. They will probably be playing on Friday Night Magic. So, um, what did we go over? 
We were just talking about that. Let me, let me ask you. So, oh, this has to be the the thing for this. <laughs> Send this to Kyle. I will. I definitely wanted to get this on the list. Yeah. Talk. This is too awesome. So, what year was this? 1994. It's a tw- it's, oh, it, oh, it's in the note. It, I was looking at the yeah, flyer. Yeah, yeah. It was actually, it was actually um, 20 years ago, this November, I ran my first Magic tournament. Which is, you know... I cannot... The entrance fee was $10. $10 in advance. $14 at the door. How, what is in advance? You had to mail us $10. A check or cash. I don't think we were able to take credit cards. $14 at the door? Do you know what a Grand Prix costs? I do. This was 20 years ago. Do you know? I mean, the hotel, the, the space probably cost us like $250 for this people, Grand Prix. Why don't people run... Because you don't get that space anymore like that. Space like, costs multiple thousands of dollars now. Oh yeah, like I'm sure that the just the renting the space for this Grand Prix was two hundred thousand dollars or something. It's unre- Grand Prix are unreal. Yeah. The, the, the talking to the tournament organizers really changes your perspective. Players just want to like complain about how Grand Prix costs fifty dollars or forty dollars right. or sixty dollars or whatever. Like, try being the guy who lays out two hundred thousand dollars for the room. Yeah, right? yeah. Before anybody is registered. Yeah. You know, then complain to me about. Whether or not you got a play mat or not when you register, yeah. you know it's a. That, I think that kind of stuff really puts it in perspective. So anyway, so twenty years ago, November twelfth, we gave away a set of Arabian Nights. What is that worth today? Uh, you know, probably a couple thousand dollars. Like Five thousand dollars. I don't think probably not that. I mean, there's not a lot of superpower cards in Arabian Nights. It seemed cooler at the time. Juzum Jin was the big card, right? Yeah. And then now we but have... now you have Bizarre, which is the big oh, card. Oh, Bizarre is a good. Yeah, card. yeah, Bizarre is a, considered one of the Power Nine now, right? Like for most people. Wow, they have it played in the dice because well, it's in Dredge, I guess. Um, <laughs> Dredge doesn't have any lands. So here's the best this, thing. Yeah? So this was a single elimination tournament. Single elimination. Single this elimination. is this is type one. It wasn't even called type oh one. Oh my god! It wasn't even called type one. Then was it was this just a called sanctioned event. It was called Magic. No, I don't think we were sanctioned, but we played by the rules. Yeah. Um. So four of yeah, yeah. band restricted list. But here's the thing: single elimination. Here's our prizes: a set of Arabian Nights. Second place, six Legends packs. <laughs> the six Legends packs, what is that worth? $180? Yeah, it's worth quite a bit. Third no, it's place, more than that. Third place, three Legends packs, end of prizes. <laughs> Single elimination. <laughs> Wait, third place? <laughs> third place. <laughs> Not even three, four. <laughs> what the heck? What about fourth place? <laughs> Three and four is the same. We didn't know. We ne- I never run a tournament. I I did going into this. How many players did you get? Probably like two hundred and seventy. This is insane. Two hundred. First of all, two hundred and seventy. That's a good PTQ still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, a great PTQ. Our next our next tournament, we had almost a thousand people. We gave away a set of legends. And we got over almost a thousand people for that set. You ever think to yourself, hey, maybe I should still be a TO? I mean, I, I yes and no. I mean, I, 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 it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of risk involved and it's not, not as creatively rewarding for me as doing the things that I've done in the 10 years since I've been a TO. So I really enjoyed it. You were last a TO 10 years ago, but you were a TO for like other stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was TOing like upper deck events for a while, but like I haven't been a TO in, in, in a good seven or eight years, but yeah, this was, it was awesome. When you, were, when you were a TO... By the way, you could send us internet email at wl-nymagic-exp at society.com. Society.com? It sounds like a porn I, site. I did not even have an email address at this point. 
I did not have a personal email address at this point. Internet email can be sent to February 1984. I also did not have an email address yet. Yeah, I got my email address probably somewhere right around. I was like, ooh, I should probably get on this email thing. And then I signed up for AOL. Yeah? Yeah. Did you know this was going to be your business in your life? No. No idea. We had no idea. I'd, I mean, we didn't even know if magic would be around in 1995. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who knew at that point? How did you get the word out you got so many players? Uh, I posted this flyer at the Complete Strategist. I bought a mailing list from somebody who had organized a tournament on Staten Island. And we used, like, rec.tradingcards.com. Whatever it was, remember, you know, like rec dot trading cards dot magic dot strategy. Yeah, or all oh, of no, 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 back then it wasn't even that. It was rec dot trading cards like magic dot because then it became misc trading and strategy. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh wow, this was like predates everything. I yeah. I wasn't on the internet back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't dot strategy. I remember. Yeah, I remember when it became dot strategy. Yeah, and then uh, you know we had. Uh... Yeah, see this this tournament will be run according to the most. To the most available Watsy rules. And then we gave people Wizards of the Coast phone numbers. <laughs> it's shocking. Oh, I shouldn't say this out loud. Oh my god, I almost made a horrible mistake. What? You can just call Wizards of the Coast and like ask for whoever you want. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can still. Yeah. Because I do it all the time. And then like they'll answer and I'll be like, How does this happen? Like I did not direct dial you. They didn't ask who I was. And they're like, I don't know. Like, why do people not have Oh, wow. Use this all day <laughs> like, because because people love the game. They respect the people that work. No, but it's it. like being able to call Taylor Swift. Like, what do you think if Taylor Swift's phone number were out there, people wouldn't call her? Uh, she asked me not to give it to you. Okay. I ran into her at a Nick game. What can I tell you? Why did you think that I would be sad if she was? To, you know that I was like almost business partners with Amari Stratemeyer like three years ago, and by partners I mean he was partners in something, and I would have done grunt work for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for an equity piece, but not very big one. But it actually didn't happen. Yeah. The other guy was a flake. But he, yeah, he was in. What the hell was it? Like, not emergency. Some sort of fizzy thing that you could get like at drugstores or whatever. Okay, is that not emergency? That's not the name. I don't right. even remember. You remember he used to do this, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did just come to New York, and he's like, unlike some New York businessman's like, oh, you need to like, you know, wreck my energy fizz, blah blah blah. So who do you know who knows how to like sell a bunch of Bogus supplements on the internet. Who do they call? <laughs> right? So I'm like, oh, what do I get? This? Oh, we'll give you a piece. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, literally, if these business partners of the Mari Stratemeyer, then do this flake. So it didn't happen. That would be cool, though. I wonder yeah. if I would have ever gotten Nick's tickets. Maybe I would have met him, maybe. That yeah, yeah, you cool. probably would have gotten You'd have been able to get Nick's tickets. They, um, they weren't selling out at that point. No, when Amari was. Oh, there. it's true. No, it's true. But people were hot for the Knicks three, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. Other than you, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this season. I don't know, man. I mean, well, my team lost to the Spurs last night by two. LeBron just fumbled the ball in the last play. You see, you probably didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay, so listen to this. I'm going to go out last night, so I, like, beg my wife, can you please save the game for me? Yeah. So she does. Shark spoilers me that we lost before I get home. So I'm like, all right, I'll still watch the games. I still love watching. I'm watching the games whether or not they win. Yeah. And also, these regular season games and the first 10 games of the season don't really matter. Sure. Right? They're going to get to some point where they're going a couple 10-game win streaks. You know, they're going to get it together. You're even talking about the Knicks, right? <laughs> I'm not, but sure. Um, so you can see, like, you, you see these games where they're, like, winning by 30, and you're like, oh, there's these guys who are all all-stars. They're going to figure it out at some point. 
And so lost to two against the best team in the world isn't, you know, it's not the worst thing. But I'll still watch the game. Except for my wife taped it in SD. SD? Ooh, in ooh. Spanish. In the Spanish ESPN affiliate. Oh, <laughs> like, that's awesome. And I still watched the first quarter. Like the whole thing. And I'm just like, yo, the Spanish ESPN affiliate got some cray-cray TV commercials. <laughs> it's like... I am not in the same country. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. yeah, but I'm just like I cannot watch this. It's just like, like blah, 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 LeBron James. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what what's been the biggest surprise to you this NBA season so far? Um, Toronto Raptors can't really lose right now. Oh, that's not gonna last. I don't right. think. I mean, I think it's the kind of team like they're. Just, I just don't see how they would really be able to compete in the playoffs. Right? In order to compete in the playoffs, you have to have... I mean, they don't have, like, a legitimate great big, right? You need, like, at least one all-star caliber power forward or center in order to compete in the playoffs. But they have, like, some pretty good rotation yeah. players. DeMar DeRozan's I, good. I, I would say the surprise for me is not really a surprise in the sense that you expected it. Yeah. But a surprise by how much... Better than even you expected him to be. Anthony Davis has been this year. Oh, that guy's by far the best player this year. So yeah. Far. The thing that I always get salty about is four years of number one draft picks consecutively, and we missed Anthony Davis. <laughs> right? Like, how would I give you all of Andrew Wiggins, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Anthony Bennett for him? No, I wouldn't take that trade either. Yeah. And he's on his rookie contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Dion Waiters is such a disaster. And the like, Cavs should have like the best bench in the league, and I, I don't know why they're well. They're playing their bench players on the starting lineup, so are people hurt? No, like the defense is just so bad, so they have to just play Marion. So the the strategy was like have like the best player as your small forward, and then like have Dallas, which was a playoff team, have their best player as your backup uh, small forward. They're making them play together because. Defense is just so bad. Okay. So LeBron's playing point, Kyrie's playing shooting guard, which is actually. Kyrie's having by far his best season. He's not turning the ball over. He's not carrying the ball. He's not turning the ball over. Um, and it's just like awesome on offense. Uh, well, the big, big bad surprise for me is how not dominant Love has been. Love was awesome in the first two or three games of the season, win or lose. But he's been like just pretty above average this, the last couple this, of games. I mean, but this all. I mean, to me, honestly, all the stuff with the Cavs yeah. sounds like all the stuff with the Heat the first year. Oh, they just have to get it together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sounds all like the stuff with the first year. Yeah. New coach, new permutations of players. Yeah. You know, it's... Wild. I mean, like, Vera John and Tristan are both playing like animals, so I can't... Yeah. I can't... I mean, they, just, they, like, they, they just signed Vera John to a bigger... They, they re-signed Vera John, but they didn't re-sign Tristan. I love Vera He's my favorite player, but, like, if you're only going to sign one of them, it's got to be Tristan. He's much younger. Right. And he's coming off his rookie contract, Right. Virgil, I don't remember what they're... They're probably paying him like $9, 12000000 million a year or something. Yeah. They probably get Tristan at a discount relative to this, right? I mean, who knows? Power forwards are getting overpaid right now, right? Like, the dude that... The, the dude that Dallas stole from Houston, what's his name? Um, you know, they... I can't remember his name. The one that, like... Oh, coach, Chandler? Coach said he was fat, and then... Oh, no. His daughter and his wife started following him on... Uh, on Instagram, the dude looks really good with no shirts on his neck. I can't remember. Chandler Parsons, yeah. Chandler, okay, yeah, okay. Um, so, also, Clay Thompson living up to his contract is insane. It's like, you know, you know, my rules, shooting guards aren't very good. Yeah. But <laughs> Clay Thompson apparently is. Dude is playing insane. Uh, I mean, it's been, what, 
nine games for them or something, but he's literally playing like a max contractable player right now, which I would have never guessed. Um, uh, who else is playing? I mean, Seth Curry's playing Unreal. DeAndre Jordan's playing. I mean, you just expect DeAndre Jordan to play really well, but he is. Uh, right, I have a crazy question for you. Yeah. Just switching back to Magic, and then we're gonna because I gotta run after this. Okay. Hooting Mandrels in Legacy. So we're just delving for Tarmogoyfs, right? That's yeah. So how deep are you gonna go to a four four? Turn 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 no, one. No, you can turn one. I play land. Yeah. Say go. Mental note myself. Mental note, whatever. Yeah. Turn what's one. the what's the delve on? Turn one. Mental note. Six. Five. 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 He's, he's he's six mana total. Turn two, Hedron Crab, play a fetch land, crack a fetch land, play Hooting Mandrels, get Vengevine back. Get Vengevine and Bloodgast back. I wish I had... I mean, you could do this in Modern, too, by the way. I, this doesn't have to be... I wish I had the wherewithal to test Legacy, though. Like, I mean, I'm just at this point in my life where I'm just like, I'm just going to play the best version of the burn deck that I can. Yeah, yeah. I like, play it. I play it incredibly well. And it has a lot of good matchups. And I accept the things that I can't affect, right? Yeah. I cannot affect my opponent casting a second turn on against me. Sure. With the deck that I played. Yeah. Second, that, second, second turn Hooting Mandrels is pretty good, too. Not as good as Iona, Brian. No, no, it's not as good as Iona. I um, agree. But he dropped, why not first turn he dropped crab? Oh, because then you can play you two get, creatures. You get two creatures on turn two. I got you. Like if you're, I mean, you might play a turn one. But you also, by not playing it, you get the mental note on turn one. Yeah, I was just thinking about the order. It yeah, yeah. Matter, but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. oh, and there's no bonus on it, right? You can't. I think I play this in modern then. You could play this in modern. I think it's. I think it's probably reasonable. So you just play like all the sick delve cards. Yeah. You could also treasure cruise on turn two with this deck. Yes, easily. I, when I said the sick delve yeah. cards, what did you think that I meant? Yeah, I know what you meant. Murderous cut. This card's murderous cut. Murderous cut's also pretty good. Black kill that. Oh, we play. What's his name? Bloodsoak Champion? That guy is insane. That card's actually that card's actually fine. It's not fine. It's insane. No, fine in this deck. I mean, it's fine in this deck, right? Like, oh, not, it's, the card's underpowered, but 2-1 for 1, it's okay in Legacy. Like, 2-1s for 1 in Legacy, I'll have, like, haste. Right, not just... Not just sure, but, like, but you also get the ability to, like, re... Like, someone does something, you get to be like, okay, well, I attacked with my Bloodgast, you know... And we're like, and then you're like, get back two blood soaked champions, raid, raid, trigger my venge vines, right? Because you're playing them out of the graveyard, right? You're not, you're not just. I don't know. If okay. Answer, but I do know that this deck is also like a thought sees force of will days deck, right? In oh, in legacy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, we're just gonna daze the hell out of people. <laughs> I can't. I. I just don't have the wherewithal to test legacy decks. Yeah. The problem is I don't. I think it's. I think it's actually probably pretty good in modern. In modern, but yeah. I just the thing is like how I don't have the network to test legacy decks because if I just test legacy decks online, there's just, uh, just no, it's just return from the uh, graveyard that doesn't trigger. There's just this. You'll just end up playing against the same guy twenty times, and you're not going to learn anything. Yeah, and people like can't so afford force of will. Test that. in modern. There's no force will in days. It's okay. The modern. The problem is like this question is like. What's your birthing pod matchup look like? Is that is there anything more interesting than that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I assume that there's just enough sideboard cards, enough like. What's what's the name of Lishi Chan's modern deck? The Blood Blood Moon deck. 
Oh, what? Um, Blue Moon? Blue Moon. I looked at... I was thinking about Blue, this... Blue this, Moon's bad for us. I was thinking about this, that... this morning. I was just like, why don't I just play Blue Moon with Deceiver, Exarc, and Splinter Twin? That's pretty good. Isn't that just... <laughs> that seems fine. Like, why don't I just cut Leashy Chance like Vidalga Shackles and do this and like play one Karanos? Shackles an awesome card. It's not as awesome as killing your opponent on turn four. Yeah. All right. So this podcast is an hour and a half. So you could just, even if you cut that whole thing with <laughs> live action role playing, that's going on. Um, I mean, people love Trade Wind Rider. All right. And if they don't, now they know. Now they now they know they <laughs> it's love confirmed it. Confirmed that they don't love it. Um, like us on our Facebook page. Like us on our Facebook page. And Brian's Kickstarter. We'll put a link out to that. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for him. Um, oh, there's one thing. So one of the prizes, apparently, if you pledge $1,000, is you're going to have to have dinner with me. Yeah. And Brian. By the way, I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I called Brian on Monday. I'm like, why did I learn about this Kickstarter from a tweet from Zvi? Also, am I a prize? <laughs> He's just like, sorry about that. I thought I told you. I'm like, we were actually talking about something else, which is exactly the same thing a week ago, and you didn't tell me. He's like, oh, fine. Yeah. So I, I, I have a challenge for you. On our Facebook page or comments in this podcast, which you're listening to, think of the most ridiculous thing you would do, which includes a pledge to uh, Brian's Kickstarter. And like I think the most ridiculous one, especially if it includes pledge, uh, uh, you know, pledge tribute or whatever, they should be able to do a dinner with, with uh, Top Eight Magic. What do you think? What's that? Somebody just like I would do this to have dinner with Top Eight Magic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just put it out there this yeah. week. Yeah. So I mean, now's your chance, stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. We could. We could absolutely. Do I something. would. I would wear a suit of another person's flesh. Oh, I would for Top totally, 8 Magic. I would totally do that. <laughs> oh, wait. did I? Do, not, that's not going out, is that? Oh, crap. Kyle, cut that part, I guess. Top by, 8 Magic. Cut, we're not talking about Flash. We're talking about the Kyle, podcast. Cut. Cut an entire suit over for Brian to wear. This is a terrible segue. Yeah, it's a, it is really terrible. But remember to support I, Brian's Kickstarter. In any minute, I'm going to start doing Buffalo Bill impersonations from Silence of the Lambs, which I don't want to do. Because it's creepy and it involves cursing. Okay. Uh, but really, like us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had a lot of Facebook likes the last three or four weeks, uh, partly because we haven't because, yeah. had any podcasts. But we're back. And you um, can also like uh, Emergent Genesis Deck Building Game on Facebook, too. Oh, I didn't even know it had a Facebook page. Yeah, we have page. a Facebook page there. You know, I could tweet things. Okay. People will retweet them. All right. I don't awesome. know if you noticed. I didn't know Like, that. if I were to tweet something like Patrick Chapin said that he liked the Taylor Swift album, I get like 10 favorites. <laughs> Oh, did you like my uh, did you like my gag? Which one? The Harold and Krumar. Oh, that was awesome. Did you think of that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I got like 133 retweets and like yeah, that's 280 of... favorites. Because you also it's my most successful tweet. Because you also cross stuff on Facebook, right? I don't cross stuff on Facebook, and I think you're very influential on Facebook as well as being influential yeah. on Twitter, right? Yeah, but this is all, all on Twitter was the was the favorite. No, tweet. but it doesn't it automatically post to your. Facebook? Oh yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons why. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. So if you haven't seen it, you're blind. Yeah. Uh, this has been Mike and Brian. Like our Facebook page. Goodbye.